Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. going on success as listeners Tyler McCart coming at you <laughs> episode 158 yeah 158 I wanted to kind of uh, record this episode I'm driving in my car headed to a school district right now on the south side of Atlanta so I've got some time that we can chitter chatter together yes together so, hey, I appreciate you tuning in to Success Edge. If this is your first time checking it out, um, you know, I'd re- really actually encourage you to go take the uh, five-episode challenge and go back and listen to the last five episodes to kind of get caught up uh, with us, uh, really kind of what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, mainly because, you know, it's important uh, to know kind of where we're at and where we're, where we're going with Success Edge because, you know, my, my goal is to make you extremely successful in the marketplace, okay? Because that's really where the battle's won. That's really where Jesus shows up uh, and shows out uh, the best. That's where Holy Spirit is operating, you know, on a daily basis. Um, that's that's where you need to win, okay? That's where you need to kick Satan's butt. And that's my, that's my, my, my burning passion is is to be able to get this out to you guys so that you can kick butt, take names, uh, because, you know, your walk as a Christian uh, should be growing brighter and brighter every day. It shouldn't be, you know, hiding your little lamp in, under, a, you know, under a bushel or under a bowl or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> it should be something that is active, is something that is aggressive. Yeah, I said aggressive. Aggressive in Christianity? Yeah, aggressive, uh, you know, faith-getting stuff, okay? Not some mamsy-pamsy you know, oh, I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. No, man, that's 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 not. I mean, Jesus said that the kingdom is taken by force. All right, and you know, trust me, you have got to be aggressive with your belief. And I, I'm just here. I'm just one person that's out there in the trenches with you. Uh, I mean, I've I've got a full time job. I've got a business of my own as well. Outside of that, uh, that my wife and I share together. And, you know, I've got a podcast, uh, you know, just the stuff that, hey, I'm doing this. And so I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm not a minister of the gospel. I didn't go to cemetery school. Uh, don't want to go to uh, seminary school either. Don't want to be, you know, really totally understand theology at all. Because uh, anyway, I don't want to know all that. <laughs> I want to know Jesus. Okay. I want to know Jesus. Can I just say it that way? I just want to know Jesus. So take the five episode challenge. You know, I, I kind of come at you from a, a standpoint of a very casual, you know, conversation. Um, I don't claim to know everything. I just claim to know that I'm learning as I go. And, uh, I just want to share with you guys what I do know and what I have learned about over the course of time. So, so let's chat. So we've been talking about for the last, you know, goodness, I think six episodes, maybe five or six episodes. I don't remember the actual number, but a couple episodes, we've been talking about the walk of faith and what does that look like and how to, you know, make sure your faith walk is, is moving forward and what it looks like and how to, 
supercharge your faith, how to feed your faith, how to, you know, uh, the genesis of my faith. We talked about all those things um, here as of recent. We talked about what sabotages your faith, okay? So every single thing, you know, we've actually been discussing um, here recently about, uh, which has been good. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend, you know, um, you guys uh, just really taking it all in, okay? Taking it all in and just really kind of absorbing, you know, what we're talking about here. So my, my thing this time is let's dissect some faith, uh, faith stories. Let's dissect these so that you can kind of see how the faith, how the, the walk, you know, kind of unfolded you know, over this, this story so that, you know, you can have not just hope, but actually real faith. Uh, I mean, I, I, um, you know, God isn't going to put you in the dark. God is not trying to keep anything from you. You know, you might be, you know, going through a tough time, uh, with something and you need an answer for it. And God's not hiding anything from you. All right. God's not trying to keep something from you. God has all the answers in you because you are in Christ and you have exactly, you know, the perfect knowledge of every situation, every circumstance that comes your way. That's something you can actually start to put your faith in. Yeah, it's amazing how that these th- things kind of start rolling off. I'll tell you this for, you know, for me as an example, um, you know, I, I'm not the, you know, most intellectual person out there. Okay. If you haven't noticed that (laughs) Tyler is not the smartest person in in the room, right? I'm not, I'm not from an intellectual standpoint. Let's just put it that way. I, I just got done, you know, reading with my son the other day and Tyler, that's me, by the way. um, I actually read about a hundred, I think it was like around 125, 130 words in a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, I, I don't know if uh, that's probably pretty average or pretty below average. Let's put it, let's say call it below average for a 41 year old person. And I don't have a lot of book knowledge. I don't have a lot of, you know, you know, you know, doctorates or anything. I have nothing of that. Okay. And, but here's the, here's what I do know is, and this is what I had to start renewing my mind to, with Jesus, I am the smartest man in the room. With Holy Spirit, I am the smartest person in the room if I'm surrounded by a bunch of non-believers. Because guess what? I have the all-knowing, all-seeing, everything inside of me, the Holy Spirit who guides me, comforts me, and so forth. And so here's what Tyler had to do, because I knew I wasn't going to be the smartest person, because I knew I wasn't uh, going to be the most educated person in the room, but I knew I had the huge advantage called Holy Spirit inside of me. I began to renew my mind. I began to build my faith. Notice I said build my faith. That's called AKA feeding my faith, putting that in, making my belief level, changing my thought process into what I needed to believe. Now, what did I do? Great question. Glad you asked. I started to go and grab uh, different items in the word that told me that I knew everything. I had all the answers inside of me. You know, you can go to um, John chapter, I think it's 15. And because it says, you know, Jesus is talking, I think it's 15 or somewhere in there 
where it starts talking about how that you know you have the Holy Spirit and He will teach you all things. I think in another uh, chapter somewhere it says that He will you know tell you of things to come. Okay, He will tell you of things to come. I remember interviewing a gentleman actually on the Success Edge, and he was talking about um, you know the whole entire market crash of 2008 and how that he was you know with a group of uh, businessmen and, uh, and some partners of his and he said man you know everybody was going around the table talking about how that you know why didn't anybody see this coming nobody saw this coming and you know this gentleman you know said uh, to himself at the time he said yep I know somebody knew it was coming you know and that was you know Holy Spirit knew it was coming okay and guess what Holy Spirit would have uh, been able to, to, you know, what this gentleman wound up saying, you know, telling me is, guess what? Holy Spirit could have told me that this was coming. I just did not take the time to listen. I remember another gentleman, you know, uh, had had all this, you know, had some money to invest and he had all these, you know, highfalutin stockbrokers and, you know, more, just a whole bunch of people that were, you know, very educated as far as how to invest in the stock market and what to invest and so forth. But he, he, he said, great, you know, I appreciate all this info. I appreciate all these graphs and this presentation that you've given me. Really appreciate it. But you know what? I'm going to take uh, a couple days, about a week, and I'm just going to seek the Holy Spirit and find out what he has to say about uh, what we're talking about right here. And you know, figure, figure that out right there. So he went away and for a whole entire week, he actually just took the time to listen to the Holy Spirit and figure out where he needed to invest in the stock market and where he needed to uh, put his money. Well, he came back a week later to those people. They followed up with him and he said, Hey, I want to put in this, this, and this. And they all just kind of looked at him weird. He said, how could you want to put it in that right there? And you know, the gentleman said, well, I just desire, I, I just talked to, you know, my big, uh, my boss man, which is my heavenly father. And he tells me exactly where to invest and how to invest. And this is the best place to invest in right here. And the guy said, whatever, you know, this is going to be the wrong thing. Well, isn't it interesting that a whole entire year later, based, uh, I think that during that time, the markets crashed and they, <laughs> it was during Christmas that he was t- that he got this huge. I mean, talking about huge fruit baskets. I mean, bigger, almost bigger than the table that uh, he could fit it on this fruit basket. And he's like, man, what in the world did I get this huge fruit basket for? And or that oh, somebody was bringing him this huge fruit basket, and they, he's like, why do I want a fruit basket? So anyway, the the one of the people, uh, one of the guys that you know spoke with him and took the investment. Uh, and was trying to give him this investment advice, went to his house to deliver this huge fruit basket to him, okay? He gets the fruit basket, and, you know, uh, the actual stockbroker went on to tell this gentleman, say, sir, can I just, you know, tell you, you know, real quickly what happened? And he's like, sure. He's like, I just want to let you know that uh, out of all of our portfolio of, you know, clients like yourself, clients like yourself, you are the only one, the only one that actually made money. Actually, you made double your money based upon your investments that you made. And <laughs> the gentleman said, how did you, 
how'd you know that? How, he said, I have the Holy Spirit. I have the God of this world living inside of me that shows me all things and teaches me all things. And, you know, SEC, I'm here to tell you, if you meditate on, on those scriptures, if you go find those that, you know, because you have the Holy One inside of you, you won't miss any opportunities. You won't miss, you can actually have faith to know that you won't miss any opportunities, that God's going to give you the wisdom. I mean, if you go read, I think it's in 1 Corinthians, you know, chapter 2, that, you know, um, it talks about how the, the you know, the, the Heavenly Father, He gives mysteries and, you know, uh, that if you have the spirit of uh, the mind of Christ, you can actually have faith for that. I'm just giving you these examples of, of dissecting, of building your faith, of, you know, knowing how to believe and how to, you know, right-size your thinking here in the marketplace. I'll give you another example. Let's just actually, you know, go to the Word and talk about another example. I, I, I really like this example a lot because it really dissects this really well. So Peter and James and John were out fishing all night, okay? And they talk about how this is in Luke uh, chapter 5, whatever it is, Luke 5 maybe, or some uh, one of the verses. It's basically where Jesus meets Peter, James, and John. So Jesus comes along and starts preaching. The masses kind of, you know, crowd around Jesus. Jesus doesn't have the time, uh, doesn't have room enough to actually, you know, teach properly. So he asks Peter, hey, Peter, can I actually borrow your boat? Um, can I use your boat to uh, to be able to speak? And, G- and Peter says, sure, I, you know, I'll definitely do that. So Peter stop, stops what he's doing of cleaning his nets because he's been out all night uh, cleaning his nets. Lest Jesus use his boat, and Jesus starts to preach and teach and do, does, G- does this Jesus thing, okay? Right? Well, lo and behold, <laughs> um, when Jesus is done, Jesus says to, um, to Peter, hey, you know, cast your nets out, you know, and catch a draw, catch a whole bunch of fish. And Peter says, Lord, we've, we've toiled, this is where exact words, something like this. Lord, we've toiled all night, all right? Um, we don't have enough uh, money, or not enough money, what am I saying? Not, not enough to actually, um, we don't, we don't need it. This, this, I mean, he didn't say this, but he's probably what he's thinking. Like fish during the day. That's, that's ridiculous. We've told all night and we caught nothing, but here we go. Now guys, here's, here's where faith kind of kicks in. All right. Cause Peter had heard enough of what Jesus was preaching that he said, man, there's something about this guy. My faith is, you know, belief and belief enough. I mean, if Jesus hadn't, Jesus kind of walked up to Peter uh, as a total stranger and said, hey, cast your nets off. He wouldn't have given him the time of day. But because Jesus had been speaking and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, Peter's faith had elevated. This is, man, this is good how I'm coming out with this, guys. Peter's faith had elevated enough to say, hmm, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. There's a possibility he knows what he's talking about. So sure enough, Peter casts out his nets. You know the you know the drill. He casts out just a all rickety, you know, broken net. He starts bringing in so much fish, his nets begin to break. He calls his partners in, and his partners begin to actually um, bring in enough fish that their boats begin to sink. So now let's break this down. Let's just break it down in a very simplistic form. All right. 
Peter heard enough of the word to where his faith was elevated, believed enough in the voice of the Holy the voice of the Lord, okay, or you know, what the word of the Lord would be coming from Jesus from. He believed enough to hear that and enough to act on it. So there was faith, there's you know, because faith is belief in action. So he had enough belief to say, All right, I'm gonna act on this word of what Jesus says to cast my even though I know this is totally illogical from what I've done my whole entire life. My whole entire life I've been fishing. And this is totally against what I normally would do. But because I have the belief, I've, if I've fed my faith, I'm going to act on what you say. All right? I'm not going to do it the perfect way, but I'm still going to act on what you say. He does. And guess what? Boom. All of a sudden, this load of fish comes in. Now, again, let me go back. Jesus, he had Peter had elevated his faith, number one, to believe, you know, that Jesus, hey, this... What Jesus says goes. Peter gets a specific, this is key, guys, a specific word of knowledge from Jesus. He acts on that word of knowledge and <clears throat> winds up taking in a harvest where the boats begin to sink. That's faith in action right there. That is a great example of, you can go back to that gentleman that I just talked about, all right, that had the investments that <clears throat> surpassed all the expectations of that one uh, brokerage house. He, he got all the information. He had enough belief that Jesus was going to, or that the Holy Spirit was going to give him an exact word, exactly what to do. And he came back and acted on that word. And then look what happens. Boom. Increase happened. Okay. You might, let's just use a, um, a message or, you know, yeah, let's use, use a for healing, okay? For healing. Um, let's use a story for healing. So, you know, uh, I guess I remember his name is Naaman. Naaman has leprosy. Naaman uh, definitely is uh, dying. He's a, I think he was a general in the Assyrian army. And he heard, notice he heard, he, he got some belief, okay? His faith was fed to act on a servant girl that used to live, that lived in Israel that a gentleman named Elijah, or Elisha, I can't remember which one it was, had actually been able to heal people of leprosy, or at least heal people. Well, based upon this servant's girl girl's word, it raised this gentleman's faith enough to act, he went and found Elijah, and Elijah didn't even come out to meet him. <clears throat> he sent Gehazi, I believe it was, to meet him. <clears throat> Let me get a quick uh, swig of water. Hang on. All right. He meets him, tells him to go dip himself seven times <clears throat> into the River Jordan. All right. So there was belief, there was action going on, all right? Then, but then there's a specific word from the prophet to actually, how is he going to get healed, all right? Well, lo and behold, lo and behold, um, he kind of gets offended 
at first, but thankfully his, his I guess one of his, Naaman's servants tells him, you know, you know, hey, if you'd done this, you know, if he'd said do this, you'd probably have done it. If he said do this, you'd done it. Whatever. He said, just go dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Okay. Guess what, guys? Guess what? Naaman actually said, okay, I, I'll relent. I, yep, I'll add that per, add that person's word. This is what we'll do. And he dips himself seven times, comes up, his white his skin is lily white, like a baby skin. Perfect. Okay. Um, I remember, I remember Amy and I, um, you know, we got a, uh, a bad report, uh, from, you know, her doctor, her, uh, uh, her OBGYN, that there might be some, um, some cysts on Amy's ovaries. Okay. Amy and I got a bad report. All right. So what did we do? We went to the word to get a word. All right. And to believe God that, hey, this report, this isn't, this is nothing but from the enemy. We acted upon the word, what we found in the word. We laid hands on Amy. I laid hands on Amy. Amy and I came in agreement against this report. And she went back about, what, two or three weeks later to get a, <clears throat> to, to, to do some more, uh, you know, x-rays or MRIs or whatever it was to figure the things out. And guess what? There were no cysts. Hello? We had belief enough, and then we acted on our belief of finding something in the Word and then believing in the Word, laying hands. We actually acted on that, what we knew to do. I remember exactly, you know, laying hands on Amy, okay? I'll give you, let me just give you another example, all right? I hope you're getting this, okay? Um, you know, Amy and I, we, uh, our second, uh, our second child, Trinity, um, you know, she was, uh, she was actually, um, in, you know, instead of being, you know, where that she was full term when this is whenever Amy was pregnant with Trinity, when she was full term, Amy, um, Trinity wasn't turning, uh, to kind of, you know, start to come out head out, right? How babies should come out head out. <laughs> Okay, she wasn't turning. She was actually horizontal. They call that being traverse. Okay, traverse. I believe that's the word of that. Amy and I, we were at church. Okay, that Sunday morning, we just had received that word from the doctor, that report from the doctor, that Trinity was traverse. I believe it was maybe Thursday or Friday that we had gotten that word from the doctor. Okay, and they were very concerned for Amy. And, and Trinity because Trinity was traverse. We went to we went to church. There was a guest speaker there. Happened to be a guest speaker, and we went to we uh, went forward that uh, that that Sunday morning uh, at the end of the service for uh, prayer because they asked if anybody had anything they wanted us to pray about to come forward. Amy and I went forward, and um, the actual speaker. Um, we told what the situation was and the speaker said, you know what? We experienced the same thing, you know, two years ago for our daughter and God delivered us from that and turned our baby girl, you know, head down to be birthed. And you know what? We're going to come in agreement that elevated our faith. And we got a word from the Lord that that same thing happened for someone else. It can happen for us. 
we believed and agreed right there with that person that as they as that minister prayed over Amy and I. And guess what? The next on the next day, Monday, <laughs> Monday, we go in to check where Trinity was, and lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, Miss Trinity was head down. Hello, 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 hello. Praise the Lord. Because we we sought the Lord on it. We got a word from the Lord on it. We acted on that word. We believed that word. And guess what? Boom, results happened. I mean, I could talk about finances. I could talk about, um, you know, being delivered uh, from the IRS on a situation. I could talk about that. I could talk about a lot of things, guys. But I wanted to, you know, start breaking these things down so you can see it in action. So you can see, you know, what this looks like in in action. All right. I mean, I could, you know, use, you know, a business scenario uh, for you guys. You know, you, you, I'll just use Jacob. Let me just use Jacob and I'll wrap up with this. Okay. Jacob had been working for many, many years for his father-in-law Laban, right? Laban had changed his, his, uh, I think, you know, ever how many years it was, he, he had worked seven years for, uh, you know, was it Rebecca or Rachel? I don't, I, I don't remember right offhand, but anyway, it was one of Laban's daughters, the, the one he loved, and he wound up getting the wrong daughter, Leah, and then all of a sudden had to work seven more years, okay? And then kept working even after he got uh, Rachel. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that, you know, he comes to he comes to him, uh, Jacob comes to Laban and says, hey man, look, you've changed my wages 10 different times, all right? 10 different, we don't know if that was up, down, you know, we don't, we have no idea. But we know that it was, not exactly the best scenario because he was working for him. Well, um, Jacob said, look, I'm ready to move on. All right. Um, here's what I want to do. I've got this new scenario. I'm uh, any, you know, uh, whatever. Spe- I can't remember the story. Anyway, he made a deal with Laban. Okay. And this is where he actually kind of went out on his own. Jacob, instead of working directly for Laban, he actually had, you know, his little side thing that he was working on to be able to help himself get free uh, out from under Laban to have his own, you know, uh, supply of, you know, cattle and sheep and all that stuff. But anyway, go back and read the story. It's in Genesis somewhere, okay? Anyway, how did that happen? What happened right there? What gave him that? It says in there that Jacob had a dream about what to do. He had a he had he had a dream and he shared that with his wives as what the dream was and he and he, he took that as a confirmation from the Lord or, or a word of knowledge from the Lord to actually act on, you know, this business idea that he had. He acted on it and wound up basically supplanting, you know, his father-in-law. I mean, he basically, you know, started having more uh you know, sheep and everything like that. And his father-in-law and his, the brothers uh, kind of run, you know, found out about it. And Jacob left with his family, with all of his herds and everything like that, and got out of town anyway. But again, what was it? He had a belief enough in the, in, in his heavenly father, number one. All right. He believed enough. He'd been fed, he'd been fed enough the stories 
from his uh, his uh, his grandfather Abraham and his his father Isaac. He had enough stories to know that the God of his fathers would see him through. And all of a sudden, he has this dream um, of a business idea because that was back in the day how the business was done. It was herds of cattle and all that, and agriculture and all that, whatever. He had this idea. He got the he had belief enough for it. He acted on it. That's faith. And lo and behold, he gets basically this huge harvest of sheep and you know herds from all that because he he got a he got a word and I, I I'm I'm harping on this guys because you guess you can't be like how Tyler used to be. Okay, I go back to my genesis of faith. Whatever I, when I first started out this whole entire episode, the way Tyler once was, all right. Because I wasn't taught any of this, but how I once was, was I I just would trust God and you know believe God and just hang on to what the my heavenly Father is going to tell me and teach me, right? That, that God's God's for me, you know. I, I'm just going to trust Him, and I, I didn't have any word of knowledge. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't have any scripture knowing that hey I could believe for healing or hey I could you know believe for my finances or believe for deliverance or believe for business ideas. I didn't have any of that, okay? Had none of that, okay? I, ha- I didn't have any knowledge of, you know, hey, that, you know, I've got the mind of Christ. I never heard a sermon preached on that <laughs> in, in all my 20-something years of being in church uh, where I was at. Not saying anything was wrong with it, it's just, it's just where I was at, okay? But I realized that there was a, there was a higher level. There was, there was greater things inside of, you know, the kingdom of God than just, you know, trust in God. You know, that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to trust him. I'm trusting the Lord. I'm just going to be patient. You know, the Lord's teach me patience. <laughs> right? And, you know, SEC, trust me. You you can kind of start seeing these examples that I've used here to help you bolster your faith, to help you supercharge your faith, to help you not get your faith sabotaged either. I'm telling you, SEC, this is good stuff. Just dissecting what faith looks like, you know, from a, you know, dissecting just a a study of actual, you know, almost, you know, it's not a formula. Okay. Here's the thing. It's not a formula. I don't want you thinking this is a formula guys, but I'm throwing at you. This is something you have to get revelation knowledge about. This is something that you have to gain understanding about. This is a spiritual matter, right? Because the unseen controls the seen. Remember, faith is that currency that actually transmits everything from heaven to earth. It transmits the unseen to the seen. Your faith is that bridge. It's what gets things done in the kingdom. Okay? So, SEC, I appreciate you listening to this episode right here. Hey, if, you, uh, if you're feeling led to partner uh, with me and with the Success Edge community, um, here on the, on the Success Edge podcast, if you feel led to partner and uh, you feel led to you know sow financial seed uh, and partner up with me on a monthly basis, you can go to patreon.com backslash Tyler McCart and join me, okay, on this awesome adventure that we're, we're in, all right? SEC, know that you're blessed, highly favored, empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs is upon you guys, and gang, we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah.